Hey, you're listening to Guad God Rocks, God, the world, and other things. My name's Kenny Price. I'm your host. I want to thank you so much for joining with us today to listen to the podcast. Uh, We've got a great show for you. I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by One Life at a Time Productions, uh, media outreach of transformthiscity.org. You can find out more about our nonprofit organization, transformthiscity.org, by going to the URL of the same name. Also, you can go to facebook.com forward slash transformthiscity, and there you'll find photographs and videos of our ministry activities. But our goal with Watt.rocks is to advance equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. And today's focus is going to be on in the presence of the Lord. One of my favorite TV channels, if you want to call it that, is YouTube. In YouTube, you can find all sorts of cool information. I love classic programming, classic cartoons that I grew up with as a child. Yes, I like Schoolhouse Rock. I'm excited to start introducing that to my grandkids who are almost on the verge of being old enough to begin to understand Schoolhouse Rocks. But classic television, concerts, videos of, of uh, how things are made, uh, you name it, it's there. I love it. And we understand that there is a dark component to the web if people choose to use it as such. But for those of us who have good intentions toward the web, there are a lot of good things to be enjoyed and that can be used to advance the kingdom of God and his work. So anyway, I'm a huge YouTube fan. And uh, one night, surfing the web, looking at old concerts, came across a video that featured Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood, two of my favorite musicians from my past. They're still around with us. As a matter of fact, I found out that uh, Steve Winwood actually has a home in England, but he also has a home here in Nashville, Tennessee, where I live. Uh, evidently, his wife is from the area, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what an amazing musical artist. Steve Winwood uh, started at the age of 14 with the Spencer Davis group, and by the age of 17, he had written two hit songs for that group. He also was featured as the lead singer on those songs, and he was also the keyboard player uh, in the Hammond B3, the classic rock organ player, which he still plays today. But Steve Winwood is an amazing musician, multi-instrumented. He plays really just about everything. Uh, but great tenor voice. Uh, but Steve, in addition to be with, being with the Spencer Davis group, also played with Eric Clapton in the Powerhouse, another successful group called Traffic, Blind Faith, with, which was Eric Clapton with one of the other guys uh, from Cream, which was a huge uh, 60s rock group. Uh, also, he played with Ginger's, Ginger Baker's Air Force, in addition to a massively successful solo career. Eric Clapton, of course, if you've been around at all, you understand who he is. But Eric started with the Yardbirds and John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. And, of course, one of the quintessential rock groups from the 60s was Cream. But then he also was in Blind Faith with Steve Winwood and another group out of that called Delaney and Bonnie and Friends. And then Eric Clapton went on on to have hits with Derek and the Dominoes. And then, of course, again, a massively successful solo career. But something I came across was a video recording of Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood, uh, which was filmed at the Crossroads Guitar Festival in 2007, uh, which also featured the musicians 
Derek Trucks and Doyle Bramhall. But the name of the song is In the Presence of the Lord. And it's actually from the time period of my childhood. Was a hit on the radio, but I don't really remember this song. So I was fascinated that here Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood are singing this song in 2007 entitled In the Presence of the Lord. So hit play, started the song, and I was really amazed at the lyrics and what Eric Clapton is the writer of the song, what he wrote. But it really almost came across as like a worship service song there at the Guitars Festival. But the lyrics basically say, and they repeat themselves, but he wrote, I have finally found a way to live just like I never could before. I know that I don't have much to give, but I can open any door. Everybody knows the secret. Everybody knows the score. I have found, finally found a way to live in the color of the Lord. And he goes on to say, I have finally found a place to live just like I never could before. And I know I don't have much to give, but soon I'll open any door. Everybody knows the secret. Everybody knows the score. I have finally found a place to live in the presence of the Lord. Now, researching this song a little bit, you read that this song was written back in the 60s at a time that Eric Clapton was going through transition, through change, had a sense of, sense of optimism that things were going well. And he's recorded as saying that the song was written as a, an attitude of thanks, thanks, thankfulness to God, of course, than they write or whoever else you, you want, you know, want that to be. So maybe a little ambiguity, but he said that it was written basically as a thanksgiving to God. And so for whatever else was going on at that point, it amazes me that here is this rocker, and especially at the height of the hippie movement, uh, he was very successful even at that time, all those years ago. But yet, this welling up within his mind, within his human spirit, this song that came to him to say that I finally found a way to live, and it's in the presence of the Lord. Plus, he also says that everybody knows the secret. Everybody knows the score. How do we live? What's the best way to live? It's in the presence of the Lord. So the lyrics blew me away. And the fact that coming out of this background, I was really amazed. Of course, we also know that Eric Clapton knows that there's no tears in heaven, the song that he wrote uh, about his son who tragically passed away his little boy who fell, fell from a window out of his New York high-rise apartment, a tragic, tra tragic accident. But yet he even then affirmed that there's no tears in heaven. And so I don't know all that's going on in Eric Clapton's mind, his spiritual condition, his relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, I do know this, a friend of mine who just through a strange set of circumstances became friends with people in California whose husband was a private uh, jet pilot and actually was Eric Clapton's private pilot. And his testimony regarding Eric at this later date was that he was a very fine man. 
He ran a clean tour. He, there were no shenanigans on the airplanes and that he was very proper and very polite and uh, no, none of the, the rowdiness that you normally think of regarding rock and rollers. So someone who was in direct contact with him seemed to testify that there was something different about him, uh, especially different from his past that you can read about. So for whatever that is, the thing I want us to focus on today is that God makes it clear that the best way to live, and he's communicating it to all of our hearts, is in his presence, in the presence of the Lord. And so as I began to think about that, of course, there are a ton of scriptures that talk about in the presence of the Lord. But something I really honed in on and I want to encourage you with today is found in Psalm 139. By the way, I want to thank Holman Publishers for the permission to use the Christian Standard Bible in our podcasts, and they've given us full access to do that. And so the translation I will be reading from today is the Christian Standard Bible published by Holman. As a matter of fact, at the end of the show, uh, there will be a hyperlink to both the video of Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood singing the song In the Presence of the Lord, but also there will be a hyperlink to Psalm 139 in the Christian Standard Bible. But the psalm says, starting in verse 1, Psalm 139, for the choir director of Psalm of David, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I'm unable to reach it. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I live at the eastern horizon or settle in the western limits, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light around me will be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines like the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. God, if you would only kill the wicked, you bloodthirsty men, stay away from me, who invoke you deceitfully. Your enemies swear by you falsely. Lord, don't I hate those who hate you and detest those who rebel against you? I hate them with extreme hatred. I consider them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there's any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. 
Let's go back and talk about this psalm for just a minute. Dear friend, to know that everything we do is in the presence of the Lord. That should bring you encouragement today. That should bring your soul peace to know that there is nothing you can do. There's nowhere you can go beyond the presence of the Lord. That should encourage your heart, encourage your spirit. In verse 4, it says, Before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. The good news is God knows the thoughts of our hearts. He knows the words that we will form to make speech before we even do it. It says that he has encircled us. He has placed his hand on us. Of course, the psalmist admits that when we begin to think about these wonderful things about the creator God who knows our coming and our going, and he sees us even in the greatest darkness, that it's overwhelming. And it really transcends our human earthly ability to comprehend. It's vast. God is the one who created my inward parts. He is the one who knit me together in my mother's womb. Today there's so much talk about the right to life, about abortion, but yet the Bible says the good news is that God is the one who created you. He is the one who knitted you together in your mother's womb. That should encourage you today. You did not descend from an ape. You did not happen to come along by accident. That you are here on this earth and on this planet by the intentionality of God. And that he is the one that brought you to be. He is the one that brought you to be in your mother's womb. So let that encourage you today to know that your creator God is crazy about you. Let that encourage you today to know that your creator God, who put you together in your mother's womb, has been watching you from the very beginning. It also says, my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret. When I was formed in the depths of the earth, you saw me when I was formless. That all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. That tells us that even before we were created, God had you and God had me in mind. That should make you feel like a million bucks. That should make you feel top of the world to know that the Creator God, the same Creator that has placed the planets and the stars in the sky, has His minds and His thoughts continuously, perpetually on you. Everything you say, everything you do, your entire life is lived in the presence of the Lord. And of course, that's true for everyone, not just for those who have called upon the name of the Lord and been saved through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's an absolute fact that everything on this planet is done is in the presence of the Lord. And such an encouraging thought. I remember back... In the day, I saw Michael W. Smith, Christian recording artist in concert, and he, uh, it was actually at the Music Mill Theater, Amphitheater in Texas at the Six Flags Over Texas theme park. We went to the early show because at the time we had a little son and then a, almost a baby son, and so to be out after dark and late was just too much, so we went to the 
early show. I think it was like at 4.30 in the afternoon. But I remember that Michael W. Smith came out, started up, singing all of his hit songs. And at a point, he, he took a break, and he sat on the edge of the stage. Sun was just shining bright, and he began to talk. And I thought, okay, this is going to be cool. This, this is going to be interesting to hear what Michael W. has to say. So as he began to talk, he said, you know, if there was one thing that I could tell you today, and he was predominantly speaking to the students, the youth who were there, he said, I would tell you how crazy God is about you, that he's crazy about you. And he extrapolated on that thought for just a moment. Then the band came out, they started singing again. And as he wrapped up his little talk, I thought, that's, that's all you got, Michael? That's your deep theology for today for these students who have come here to hear you? But folks, as I've aged, I've come to realize that what Michael W. Smith said that day was profound and that he understood the vastness and the marvel and the wonder that it is to say that the God of all creation is crazy about you, that there's nowhere you can go from his presence. There is no dark area, no darkness, dark enough that he cannot see you. If you were to put on a rocket suit, let's say that Elon Musk, the, the magnificent creator, was to come up with a suit to where you personally could put on the suit and just jettison yourself into outer space and go traveling through that magnificent vacuum called space, that there is nowhere you could go where God would not be. There is nowhere you can go far enough away from his presence. Isn't that amazing? To think that as you would jet through the, the cosmos, to think of all those planets that just stay in their proper position year in and year out, millennium in and millennium out, and that all of the solar systems and all of the galaxies, the millions of galaxies that hold trillions of stars, everything continues to stay right where it's supposed to be. And if you were to travel through that magnificent creation, that God would be right there with you. There's nowhere you can go from his presence. Dear friend, in the midst of an agitated world, to me, that is huge news. That is fantastic news. And so today, many of you, many of us, it's life to go through difficult things. It's this existence on this planet amidst a fallen world that we have heartache. Jesus said, in this life, you will have trouble. But good news, Jesus said he's overcome the world. And that our creator God is so crazy about us that he, he observes us there in, in verse 2 where it says that you know when I sit down and when I stand up and you understand my thoughts from far away. The picture I get is one of a, of a loving father who is standing there watching his child play, watching his child live out life. And being a father myself, I know that how thrilled I've been throughout all these years having two sons, uh, to at times just stand at a distance and watch them and just being crazy about them and to see them live their life. 
That's a picture of a loving father. And so today, regardless of what you're going through, please hear me. I understand that some who perhaps are listening to this podcast right now, you're walking through a very dark time. You're walking through a very scary time. Perhaps you're dealing with a problem marriage. Perhaps you're dealing with a health issue that seeks to take you down, that seeks to take your life. Perhaps you're dealing with someone in your family that is rebellious and that is living a dangerous life and they're causing heartache to you and to others in their, in their realm of influence. Perhaps you're working at a company that's going through difficulty. There's a question as to whether you will continue to have a job. Perhaps you're living in a neighborhood that's difficult. I've been shocked moving here to Nashville at the number of shootings and the number of, of uh, violent activities that are happening here on a daily basis. The, the area is a fraction of the size of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but there are a lot of sad things happening. And so sometimes sad things come to you that you're not expecting. But dear friend, I'm here today to tell you, to encourage you, that God is with you, that you are living your life in the presence of the Lord. And as we walk in that truth and as we walk in that reality, it is a game changer. It is a difference maker. And I want to encourage you today, if you're walking in a difficult time or you're walking in a fantastic time, that you should be giving praise and glory to God. Don't be like those who were healed of leprosy that They just continued on their way. They didn't turn around to stop and say thank you to Jesus. So in the presence of the Lord, whether you're having a difficult time or a fantastic time, the point is is that we can have deep communion with a God of all creation. He's crazy about us. He loves us. The Bible says that he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son that what? That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that verses go on in the, in the Gospel of John to say that God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through a Son that the world might be saved. So from the very beginning, his attitude is one of love towards his creation. Even though we've made mistakes, that he is in love with us. He is crazy about us. And so as we walk through this life, we need to always remember It will give us that peace that passes all understanding to know that the God of creation loves us, he's crazy about us, and that we live out this human existence in his very presence. That's our podcast for today. I remind you to go to the show notes to check out the YouTube link to the video in the presence of the Lord. Also, I invite you to read Psalm 139 for yourself by clicking on the Christian Standard Bible link. Additionally, I've included a little extra surprise for you of a YouTube channel that's called The Bible Project. You will be amazed at the amount of really well-done animated videos geared to all things Bible. I also went to the website of the creators of the channel, and based on their testimonies and the videos I've watched, they really seem to be sincere and highly orthodox in their thinking and theology. And though it's all animated, you will be amazed at how deep and educational the instruction videos really are. And though I think it's geared towards adults and teens, 
it's appropriate to show to children of all ages we're never too young to begin to put the truth of God's Word in our heart. So until next time, remember, you live your life in the presence of your loving Creator, Lord. Peace.